As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldrich Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Happy New Year. Happy freaking New Year, guys. You excited? 2019 is upon us. Welcome back, and welcome for the first time in 2019 to the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Hopefully you guys uh, had a good little night on the eve of New Year's. I didn't really do much. I stayed in. I'm very excited about that. I've had my fun in the past, stayed in, hung out with my girlfriend, put, put together a puzzle. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> How many pieces? A thousand. We didn't assemble the entire puzzle. Oh, so you throw it all together, that's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. You did that on New Year's Eve? We did part of the puzzle. If you're really like right. bitching at your girl. We have to get it done before New Year's, sweetheart, okay? Like, <laughs> I was happy not to going well. out. Like, you don't know, started off the year not finishing something. <laughs> just so can't find the fucking last piece. Yeah. No, it was, it, was, uh, it was fun. We did that for a little bit. And then uh, when it came time to the kiss right we're watching we're trying to get the timing right and i you know like we had the opportunity to get it right which we did but there was like a little bit of a potential malfunction that almost happened it's like i think she wanted to see like the ball drop first and then kiss and i was like no we have to be like lip locked as the ball drops so like with one second to go i leaned in for the kiss and she looked like she didn't want it because like she was still looking at the tv so you forced and yourself upon your girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like, I'm getting this fucking kiss. I am getting it. You're like, no, kiss. baby. I want it now. Wow, <laughs> like, that's fucking... It's uh, brave of you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I was asleep when you just happened. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Um, but anyway, you guys may be wondering, who are these voices? I've got some of my friends on today uh, as guests. Uh, very excited to have uh, this crew here. Actually, we're four deep today, uh, which is unique. I usually, if I have a guest, it's usually one guest uh, per episode. But today we are making sketches, starting off the mu- the new year on the right foot, uh, kind of right out, you know, getting pretty ambitious. We got my buddy Dom Leonelli. You guys probably have seen him on my Instagram. What's up, Dom? Yo, what's up, y'all? Yeah, <laughs> Dom. Dom's wearing a shirt that no one else on earth owns. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Ohio. Oh, he's from Ohio. So. Yeah. Comedian right in my so. town, Youngstown, Ohio, baby. Got yeah. nothing but love for y'all. Okay. Um, you know, Dom and I. We do a lot of stand-up comedy around the around the city. Um, we've been making some sketches together. We got Tim Sturdivant here today. Hi, how's it going, guys? Uh, Tim's a, a comedian uh, all over the city. You know, he's been doing it for a while. Clubs and colleges. Clubs and colleges, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then we've got my buddy Benjamin Mead. He's actually a filmmaker and photographer. He's got the two for there. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, and uh, we've been. We, he's been helping us with these sketches lately. Uh, Tearing it up, I, I highly. He Ben made me and Dom look good. That's all I can say. You know, Dom and I did yeah. a sketch. We kind of wrote this, you know, this one page or this sixty second sketch for Instagram, and then Ben turns around. He's like, "Hey, I'll get back to you soon," which never happens, right? For anybody, they never get back to you soon. In fact, you may never hear from them again after they film your sketch. <laughs> 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 and you would think that, you know, for whatever reason, that just happens a lot. So Ben's been awesome. You guys check out the sketch and you'll know what we're talking about. Um, he really did some magic there. And 
you know, we, we, we put together another one today, so we're, we're excited to see how that turns out. And we're all just chilling, so I figured we'd, we'd start the new year off right with a nice little podcast here, and um, we'll do the normal format, so I'll talk about what's going on in the world, and then we'll go from there. Um, so I don't know if you guys have been following, but this first news story that came up really, really got me curious, right? A little something about the egg thrower. Uh, yeah, this is something I pulled. We're all looking up. at you, Dom. <laughs> yeah, I pulled this up. Start the new year off. Was he lefty or right? No, I'm curious about this. This is why. Um, so this is what is basically a couple kids were out driving around. One of them was 14. And they thought it'd be a funny idea to throw eggs at cars when they're going down the freeway. So, uh, one guy... Which through. it is a funny idea. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of funny. Huh? I mean, yeah, that's pretty wild. We used to go yeah, egg houses. Yeah. We, I've done stuff like that. Egg I used houses. to like, throw rocks at cars. Throw, oh, my God. <laughs> like, <laughs> something you want to admit on you? <laughs> Dude, that is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we egg like, houses, Like man. a hill? You just throw rocks at cars on the street? I may or may not have myself... Um, but I'm not Dude, what is, there's a statute of limitations on rock throwing. Cars. <laughs> <laughs> like, Seven years. I, I, let's just say this. Uh, I wasn't good at it. I never like older... nailed a car. I broke a, a windshield one time, but this car was stationary. But one that, time I shot out a window with a BB gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? True at, story. At somebody. We, we were sitting in the house shooting a car. I mean, I can't act like I'm perfect. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I second, got a second story window. Right? I got a BB gun. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, dude. I'm talking. I'm in the window for real. Yeah, like I just watched a, I just seen the, uh, uh, a documentary on JFK, JFK and we were yeah. doing that. <laughs> so we were like, let's shoot these cars. 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 Okay. Yeah, we were shooting cars as they stopped at the stop sign. So anyways, I busted out the side window. I shot a car oh, wow. and the dude peeled off real fast and he hit the brakes. And then about an hour and a half goes by. We waited for it to cool off. He sat there for a minute. Then he drove away. And then finally, I'm like, all right, man, let's leave. So me and my friend are leaving, and the guy comes up right behind us. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, hey. And we had the BB gun and everything. We were walking home. He the drove guy. around and found us. No, the dude we shot at. Yeah. So the dude's like, hey, you bust out my window and my glasses and my eye. And dude, I swear, I shot <laughs> this that? dude's eye out, right? <laughs> no. All that with a BB gun, no. yeah. No, how dude, far was the shot, you think? It was pretty far, <laughs> like dude. Yards, maybe? No, yeah, it was about... crazy, man. It was about probably 20 yards. That's pretty good with a BB gun. Yeah, dude. Uh, we were pretty good, yeah. So, dude, I shot through all that. His <laughs> this is your first time shooting? No, no. We've been. Right, we've been. Right. So, dude, anyways, he was like, yeah. The thing is, I had $50 on me. And he was like, that window is going to cost me about 50 bucks. Like, it's a Cadillac window. You know it's going to be way more. He was an order guy. And I just gave him the 50 and he went away. But I'm like, dude, can you imagine how much this eye... <laughs> the costume. Yeah, I shot his eye out. I seen it, dude. And he the cared more about his the, shit was swelled shut. Well, like shattering. And he, eye. yeah, he's like, I can't even see out of this eye now. You shot me in my eye. Yeah. And dude, fifty bucks is all we had to give him. That's easy, man. Wow, that's, that's easy work. That's crazy. I mean, I mean, maybe killed him. It probably would have been more expensive. <laughs> I lucked I, out. We I lucked really out. hope that he, you know, that he healed up from that. Yeah, me too. I hope yeah, so too. Yeah. I feel like you definitely oh, blinded him. Yeah. I can't believe I did that. I feel bad for it. I feel bad I used to egg this kid's house, man. I want to make it up to him, though, too. Wow. I did. Not even on Halloween. No, we egged it every day. Almost every day, all year long. He quit going to school. It was my friends kind of did it to him. I was just there for two of the occasions. And I'm like, man, I still don't feel right about that. Wow. 
But um, uh, yeah, bullying can be bad. I, I can't really one up you on these stories. My, my, my stories are a lot uh, tamer than that. I never shot at cars. Yeah, Don, you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are a couple two mistakes I made. Was there any more to that story or? <laughs> oh yeah. So anyways, to get more lighthearted, this um. So anyways, yes, yeah, so they egg the car. But this is what gets me about the story. Okay, so the kid throws the egg at the car, right? And then the guy, the guy that he threw the egg at in the car, the guy pulls out a gun and starts waving it at him and then starts chasing these kids like he's going to shoot them. So now these kids are driving reckless. They're thinking, wow, this, this little prank's about to get a shot. And they're driving reckless, scared they're going to get shot by this wild guy. Yeah. Over, so they, I mean, so come on. they hit somebody? The, the dude threw an egg at your car. So they hit somebody? Yeah, so they, they ran a red light, and it looks like it caused a girl to screech out of control, and she wrecked and died. Oh, man, I plead not guilty of that all day. They what should, are they trying to get him with? Vehicular manslaughter? Uh, yeah, it looks like um, murder. He's murder. 14. I don't know if he can be charged with murder. They're charging him with murder? Murder, the 14-year-old boy that threw oh. the egg. Oh, it's so that person that drove. That what about the guy that was chasing them? Nah, that's an overcharge, bro. The they, guy that was chasing them? They plead not guilty, they'll definitely get out of that. The, the guy that was. prosecutor's wild and trying to get murder off that? No, nah, that's definitely just vehicular manslaughter. But it looks like, um, you know all the laws. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, um, Texas, you can't get tried as an adult at 14 anyway. Nah, because this, this is in Texas? Mm hmm. Dude, because what, what used to happen when, when I got arrested was that. You get arrested, it'd be like unlawful possession. But then the cops are always trying to upcharge you with like distribution or some shit. So you just plead not guilty. You know? They're charging you with distribution and distribution is like... Are they trying to upcharge you because they know that you're going to like be able to drop a charge? No, because they, they wanted to make it look They want to make it look like they're doing something. So like if you get caught with like a couple bags of weed, they'd be like, oh, like this is distribution. Or like intent to sell, like some shit like that. And whenever you plead not guilty to like the the higher charge, it would always get dropped to like yeah. an ACD. That's what I mean. Is they're doing it because they know you're probably gonna drop the charge to a lower thing. So maybe after the no, they'll drop the dropped. they'll clear the charges. They'll clear the charges. And they'll give you a, a lesser one. You get yeah, you get what's an Plus, ACD. That's what I'm saying is maybe they're doing that knowing that it'll eventually end up with what you actually did. Do you think that that's no? So when you get when you get charged. When you get charged with something, right, they're going to want to convict you for it, right? But if yeah. they charge you with something you can't be convicted for, then you're going to, you're not, you're not, nothing happens so to you. So you don't think the dude waving the gun chasing them should face any charges? Um, no. What about you? I don't think anybody should. I, I think that he should face charges. I think the charges. cops have too much power, bro. Uh, do I think that the gun guy should get charged? Yeah, I with think anything. that, um, he's I think chasing he overreacted. Him. I think that it should have been assault. I think we're think overlooking the fact the that there was a woman driving involved in this. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say I <laughs> think the, the, the charge on the kid is, is extreme. The charge on the kid is extreme. It's very sad that it happened at all, but the, the charge on the kid is, you know, I mean, that, he, that, that's an extreme consequence. It's sad. Uh, the dude in the car should, I think, get assault. I think this needs to be le like, don't be acting cocky because you got your registered to carry. Somebody egged your car, you gotta be waving a gun at them. I hope this takes lessons to people with cockiness. We shouldn't chase someone down. Who is cocky in this story? I feel like the the dude waving the gun, like, what was he really gonna do? Chase down three kids and shoot them yeah. all over an egg? Yeah. Or was he just trying to scare them? 
In my opinion, mm-hmm. he was just trying to scare him. Scare There's no way to know. Yeah. There's no way to know. I mean, but those kids didn't know if he's joking or not, so they were probably True. afraid for their lives if they saw that gun. Um, 14-year-old... Oh, a 14-year-old driver. The 14-year-old was driving. That kid's a G. The victim I mean, was shouldn't a G. he be charged for underage driving? Like... <laughs> yeah, why are they charging him with murder? <laughs> Murder's a stretch. That's like... Yeah, I don't think they need murder. He's in juvenile detention center right now with a broken ankle. Well, I bet you... Um, if they do give... That kid had a fucking day, huh? Let's skip school and throw some eggs off the overpass, right? I Something bet you if, even if they dropped day. all charges, that kid's going to learn his lesson for the rest of his life after that. Like, just from being scared from this entire situation, I feel yeah. like it's going to make him second-guess doing stupid stuff. Yeah, for, for sure he's going to be the coolest kid in his high school. He's, <laughs> he's probably not even... He's not even in high school yet. Was he 8th grade? Yeah, 8th grade, probably. Going into ninth, maybe. Kid's a man. Well, um... Food for thought, though, guys. We do have uh, another headline that's worth taking a quick gander at. The Bird Box movie. I don't know if you guys have watched this or heard of it, but it's a movie on Netflix. I haven't heard of it or seen it. I've seen it. But apparently it's getting a lot of uh, views and for unexpected reasons, right? It's probably the worst thing I've ever seen. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's horrible. It was different. The first 30 minutes What made you watch it? My girl made me watch it. Because she's seen... I've watched it because like, oh, I've oh, seen all the... scary. I want to see something better than that. And like Bird Box kept popping up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I kept seeing it on Facebook. People making memes about yeah, it. Yeah, and that made me watch it. Didn't you say uh, that people made memes to make fun of how bad the movie yeah. is? Yes. And it created like some... Like everyone wanted to see it because they wanted to see how bad it is. It increased its views and it said, Will Bird Box keep these views up? Well, I mean, now I want to watch it. Views now I want to watch it, and the podcast listeners probably want to watch it now. <laughs> it was worth watching because it was so different, I think, and because I'm I'm a fan of Sandra Bullock, so <laughs> um, you know. I heard it was like Quiet Place, but with blindness rather than it's, like yes, yeah. it's, it's with, trash. Uh, it's trash. Well, it reminds me of the movie The Room, right? The Room got famous for being stupid, right? It's the movie about Tommy Wiseau where he produced, starred, and directed his own flick and put five million dollars of his own money into it and made like two thousand dollars at the box office (laughs) he uh so anyway that one became like a cult classic eventually because you know everyone used to watch it and make fun of it and they ended up making uh that one with james franco uh what are they called? Disaster, Disaster artists. So they made a movie about it. So <laughs> maybe maybe they'll make a, a, a fake movie about Bird Box someday. Maybe Judd Apatow will. <laughs> I didn't will. even I didn't even realize it was a horror movie. <laughs> yes, I dude, thought it was it's maybe so suspense. Bad. It's so bad. The first half hour is good though. When they first get to the house, <laughs> it's pretty bad if you can't even tell the what you're talking about. Worst movie I've ever the seen. Fir- the end of the movie. Well, spoiler alert. The end of the fucking movie is retarded. I mean, the end of the movie is our word. I kind of seen it coming. The end of the movie when they show up and I've seen blind coming. people, I'm like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, and not only that, why do the, how do the blind people check in people's eyes when they come in the... They're like, oh, her eyes are good. Remember yeah. that? That reminds me of Human Centipede. Have you guys ever seen that? That's the one yeah. that, like, attached to the butt. Yeah. The mouth, the butt. The butt. Talking about it, <laughs> that, scary. that was scary. Stupidest. It, it wasn't. Bird scary. Box it was wasn't stupid. scary either. It was. It was mad budget. They never show the monster. It's just a bunch of leaves flying in the air. It's like CGI leaves. Stupidest movie I've ever seen beats Bird Box though, dude. It was called Medusa. 
Did you ever see it? One? It was in yeah. theaters the for one? one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, me and Cisco went to go see it, right? Yeah. I think was, I remember when you came back yeah. and told us Dude, about it. Dude, there was it. about 75 people in the theater, and every few minutes, a couple people just get up and walk out, right? And me and Cisco was in it. Who was in it? Who was in it? Oh, nobody famous. And then we turn around. <laughs> And we realized we're the only people left in the movie, dude. This was this year? No, this was last year or something. Anyways, it was only in theaters for less than 24 hours. That's every viewing, every single... When me and Cisco walked out, the people said, Man, we're surprised you guys stayed for the whole thing. You're the first people that stayed for oh, the whole movie. Wow, that's terrible. And we seen like the last showing, like a midnight so, showing. did you ever... So you 2015 did, time, right? We watched the whole thing, yeah. I mean, yeah, usually you would think people would at least stay till the end to where you can actually see Medusa, but they, they couldn't even stomach the movie to wait and see what did Medusa it, looked like? They showed Medusa throughout the whole thing. Oh, maybe that's why they didn't <laughs> yeah. stay. Yeah. That's probably why they didn't stay. Too early. There was no yeah. suspense, and they probably yeah. were disappointed with how she looked. Yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever it was a guy in this one. Medusa was a guy. He yeah. was like, um, it's all about silvery light. Oh, this is good when two mm-hmm. conversations silvery are happening at once. On this <laughs> well, me and uh, Dom were talking about uh, Medusa. Well, I asked if you ever shot Tim a horror just movie. Asks and says, hey, have you ever shot a horror movie? Yeah, I'm not going to wait for everybody to quit talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not at a party right now. You know? like, <laughs> I was literally about to watch the trailer for Medusa. Alright, well, maybe do that when the podcast is over. Dude, dumbest movie I've ever seen. You're gonna give us a point of reference, I don't know. How the whole time the dude's like, I just want my mirror. That's all he kept saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tim, you did bring up a good point, though. So I have, you You said you have filmed the show? Yeah, I mean, that's actually probably my favorite genre I grew up really? on horror. So yeah, like oh, my wow. own personal projects are sort of within that. I'm getting nervous just hearing That's you say cool. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've shot a lot of shorts, horror shorts, but yeah, that's about it. Do you, what, what is it that attracts you to horror? I mean, it's a lot of, I don't know. When I was a kid, it was just more of, because it wasn't allowed, you weren't allowed to watch them, so it was always that. Well, like Chucky or something? Yeah, that was always on TV for some reason, right? Yeah, okay, like, so comedy and horror are similar horror, in that way, then. Yeah. Both of them are kind of... Uh, yeah, and again, yeah. like horror can be anything. Like any genre is a subgenre to horror, which I find interesting. Yeah, because I mean, be like from any any. Yeah. Know. What uh, what was some of your favorite uh, uh, horrors growing up? From, I should say scary movies. <laughs> 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 from my personal, uh, uh, Lisa. Personal. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I always liked older movies. I liked the original Halloween. Um, okay, yeah, that was all. That's still scary. Yeah, like old the music 70s. is bone chilling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that the one where like he like those two the kids? That's like from the seventies, right? Yeah. 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 I remember. I, the only thing I remember that is when those two guys, the uh, the two uh, teenagers, like fucking, and he like jams a spike through both of them. That's. I think that's Friday the Thirteenth. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you liked uh, yeah, you liked uh, Halloween. Which which one, which ones? I love really Michael similar. Myers, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Where Jamie Lee Curtis is topless in that. No. So that was she, that was her. She wasn't topless until I know her whole film. Dude, Jamie Lee Curtis. She, she was hot as fuck, bro. Her tits. I think Trading Places was like the first time she was topless. Trading Places completely tra- different. No, yeah. Trading Places. Was she topless she, in Trading Places? I think so. And then and then she became that girl for a while. I feel like. Jamie Lee Curtis was hot back in the day, bro. <laughs> what did you think of Saw, the first Saw movie? I mean, that was 
It was fine, but I never really got into those movies because I think I was a I was like a kid when those were coming out. I I thought that those movies were deep. I I always left like I remember leaving Saw too and just being thankful for everything. Like, I was like, wow, this really taught me to be thankful for, like, everything. Like, my eyes, just my five senses, like, my ability to have all my limbs. Yeah. Like, I will, I will say that I walked away from that movie truly feeling thankful, like, just to be normal. You know what I mean? So, I, I think that, in a way, there's some good lessons from Saw, you know? <laughs> I remember, I remember uh, The Mist. Remember The Mist? <laughs> Yeah, the Stephen King movie mm-hmm. that used to be my go-to like hookup movie when I bring girls over to my like house because I had it on demand, yeah. and I watched The Mist like six or seven times. The one where like, the four-month period where it's just where it's Thomas <laughs> Jane, the guy from The Punisher. Yeah, and, they all and then you don't even see other. what's going on. It's just like fucking. It's just like some haze shows yeah. up and they're like tucking in a grocery store. That's crazy. Yeah. No one knows what I'm talking about. No, right. I know. Well, I'm like. Well, guys, I like the fact you kept the same movie so you weren't scared. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, yeah, whatever. We'll throw something on. And I already had it, like, rented. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it didn't cost. I was like, oh, like, we'll order something off on demand. Like, whatever. My parents will pay for it. Like, trying to be cool, but I'd already bought it. You know? <laughs> trying to be cool. <laughs> My parents, parents will pay, pay for it. <laughs> what, right? You know, you put it. Remember? Yeah, no, no, I don't sorry. know. My bad. Go ahead. No, no. It's okay. What are you going to say? <laughs> I was just curious. I was going to ask. I was, gonna I was about to bring it all questions. together. <laughs> was there, so was there any others besides Halloween? I mean, that's like an early one I saw that kind of got me hooked. And then I always wanted to okay. watch the Scream movies. Those were always on TV when I was younger. Uh, but it was more just me, whatever I could sneak yeah. that was on TV that I'd try to watch. I just, I just found them, they're really reactionary. So I think comedy's kind of... Reactionary? Yeah. Oh. Thank you. That, that was totally not... Oh, no, no. The right way to pronounce it. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought Scream was good. I always loved Nev Campbell. I used to have naked pictures of her that I printed off from, like, the old thing. And I, like, had this binder with Nev, <laughs> Nev Campbell dudes. But I don't That's, think they were real so dudes. Bad. I think they were, like, yeah, someone yeah, else's body. <laughs> but Dude, there was, like, her and Kate Winslet. Anyway. Some hilarious yeah, fake nudes from, from the 90s. Yeah, yeah, hilarious my, fake nudes. My it's amazing what you used to be able to jerk off to. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to what we have today, we're so yeah, bro. I used to be able to jerk off like side boob. Now it needs to like a guy needs to be like mushing this girl's face and just like <laughs> she's dressed up like an like an Indian and he's like fucking yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm sure and her, her, her like his like stepmom's there for some reason, right? Yeah. Well, going back to the whole horror thing, the the scary movie topic. Um, have you guys ever seen anything that like truly just scared the shit out of you? Get out. I left the theater on Get Out. Get scared. out. I was yeah. scared to get out. There was only two people Shut behind me up. in the whole theater. Dude, really? I fucking left. You got you were out. scared to get I out. got out. Yeah, dude. I was scared. <laughs> dude, I was scared. I kept turning around to see if they were back there. And then finally, I was just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I left. I really left. That's how it got me scared. Yeah. <laughs> the last crazy. scary movie I've ever seen was The Grudge. It's the last movie that actually that scared me. Scary. I think I remember that. That was a while ago. Like, what? 15, 20 years ago? 2006 maybe 2005 okay, so, so like 13 years ago yo the ring man I yeah. can't legitimately home afraid legitimately afraid that's the last time I can remember the grudge or the, or the ring too I mean, dude yeah, I came yeah. home and my TV <laughs> was on that static shit <laughs> and I ran out of the house then too I called 911 dude they were like are you sure this is an emergency I lied and said somebody broke in my house yeah. Yeah. I came home the TV was on that's crazy I probably just left it on Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, 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 definitely do do that. Yeah. I doubt a ghost turned it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I came home, TV was on. But yeah, all those movies are heads, heads, head and shoulders above uh, Bird Box. It's just, it's a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie. 
Yeah, well, that's there's like an obvious part in the movie where they like, they let another guy into the house, and it's like this dude's obviously <laughs> everyone's gonna die because this guy's in the house now. You realize that? Yeah, I, I haven't I, seen yeah, it. So. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you, like it's like I hate I hate horror movies where like the tw- like there's there's no twist in it, right? Is there a twist in it? I'd say the twist that you told them all at the end, but I kind of seen that coming. I see, <laughs> yeah, right. You saw it coming. No, no, no pun intended, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of called the ending of that. Oh, they're just gonna sit in this boat and go down these fucking rapids like no problem. What about fish fingers? I'd hate to have that nickname. <laughs> Hello, Hello, Rahari. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's fish fingers. He was a little crazy. Yeah. That's fun. Also, that's a, that's how shitty horror movies like the whole story and all the backstory has to be lined up like based on what people are like saying like, oh, like I remember old so and so at the mill used to feel this way, but and then you have to like, it's like exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's fucking whack. Bird box yeah. is no good. Well. Uh, food for thought, guys. Uh, moving on, though, one of the things that's been in the news lately, and it has to do with comedy, is uh, Louis C.K. and then some stuff that Pete S- Davidson was saying. There was a headline that said, Pete Davidson slams Louis C.K. saying he tried to get him fired from SNL for smoking weed. So that's kind of an interesting thing. And Dom, I know that you uh, know Pete Davidson. Um, or, yeah. or you've met him or something. I don't no, know. Yeah, no, I know him. Um, He's cool. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of surprising. I, did somebody read? I thought I heard somebody say that uh, it was like five years ago or something. Yeah, I read uh, the rest of that article was um, Pete Davidson has that joke where he was saying, uh, I got this tattoo and uh, Gene Wilder died and he's like, I got this tattoo of... Um, Harry Potter, somebody from Harry Potter, and then that person died. So he said, next time we get a tattoo of Louis C.K. Because <laughs> five years ago, he tried to get me fired for smoking too much weed. He said it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. And then this is what Pete said. I don't know if I got the exact quote, but he said something like, coming from a guy who was locking doors and masturbating <laughs> in front of people to talk about making people uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't feel like, man, I mean, I don't know, if you smoke weed, this is entertainment. Like, I'm not bothered if somebody's sitting there chiefing up weed all the time. Yeah. I mean, as long as it doesn't uh, make the other people feel uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like, if it's an ensemble thing or a team, I would say just make sure that the people that are a part of it are cool with it, and if they are, then, I mean, I don't see why, you know what I mean? But if, if there are people that are uncomfortable with it, it would be a shame if, like, they didn't feel like they could speak up and they just kind of, like, had to deal with it. For whatever I mean, reason. I think it's more of a bond. I think it's more of, like, a bonding experience to, like, jerk off in front of someone than it is to smoke weed with them. <laughs> well, now weed's medical. For all we know, Pete might have mm-hmm. the medical card for it. It's yeah. legal in New York medical, right? I didn't know that. So we get paranoid. I think it is. So, I mean. Yeah. It's tough to make, I don't know. It's tough to make friends. Smoke <laughs> weed, jerk off in front of people, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, it's when I first read that headline, I thought that it was gonna say that Pete Davidson was like negative, like commenting negatively on Louis C.K.'s set that recently uh, leaked because you know people have been kind of like commenting on that. That was in the headlines this last week. Even I saw that Judd Apatow was commenting on Twitter and he like bashed Louis for say? the content. He oh, basically yeah, said Apatow. it's completely like insensitive and. You know, you know, basically just like putting him down, saying that can't believe your career has come to this and all these things, right? So, um, you know, I, I thought that um, 
it was interesting to see Judd speak again. I mean, if he really feels that way, then fair enough. But there was a lot of backlash on his Twitter for that. A lot of people were like, Judd, they kind of like stood up for Louis C.K. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And they, Good, were, they, like, they were like, yo, like, you commenting on Louis C.K.'s stand-up comedy is like Dave Chappelle commenting on one of your movies. You know, you're not oh, a real stand-up shit. comedian. What what's said. Judd have he out there? Isn't, bro. His special's trash. But what, does he talk about anything that's insensitive, Judd? Not Judd's really. like, my daughter likes flowers and uh have you seen his special? I haven't seen it. No. He's up there like he's got the mic cord like wrapped around his hand, like super nervous. Like it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like <laughs> the guy's got a lot of balls to get on stage and do an hour of fucking comedy and call that comedy. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I, I, as a comedian, bro, Judd Apatow has no legs to stand on. Talking about someone's comedies, unbelievable. Like I did open mics in like nineteen ninety five, and I went to produce a bunch of. Just because you made a bunch of comedians famous, doesn't mean that you can be like, oh, like Louis shouldn't like fuck you, Louis shouldn't say this. I think was it funny? We listened to it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I laughed. At I was it. laughing. <laughs> Mike was laughing. I think um, I was laughing at Louis stuff. I mean, I think. People are too sensitive. It's That's not that. It's his purpose. Like, like, here's the thing. Like, if someone's actually getting up there and being mean, you can tell if something's mean-spirited and targeted. Talking about a, a controversial topic doesn't make you... It doesn't mean that you're making fun of that topic or putting it down. And also, it is comedy. So at the end of the day, it's comedy, right? Like, it doesn't mean that you laughing at that or the comedian actually feels that way. Like, if, if, if it's a topic and it makes people laugh... It's actually doing a positive thing, creating comedic relief over something that might be dark, that needs to be kind of like healed upon for some people. Um, I don't think that by laughing at sensitive material, it means that you automatically are insensitive toward that topic. I think it's it's comedy versus okay, you want to know my real thoughts? Here's what I actually think, right? Like those are two separate things, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, you know what I think. In what we just seen, I actually think Louis C.K. kind of did give his point of view because he was like, why should I have to listen to this person give a speech because they were in a school and people got shot? Like, what do they know from that? It's a valid question. They could have been in another room. Or just like he said, maybe in a metaphorical sense, hey, you know, maybe you did push somebody out of the way to to run and get safe. You know, when you're that scared, you never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, he's just saying what it was. I mean, it's already happened. Well, I mean, uh, also there's like this whole whole thing where people are like, oh, like, yeah, things should be talked about. Things should be talked about in regards to like every every realm of life, oh, mental health or feminism or like equal rights, the things should be talked about. So they're trying to, they're trying to create an environment where like, oh, question, yeah, questions should be allowed. You should be allowed to ask questions. You should be allowed to ask questions. So he, so Louis up there asking a question like, why, why should I listen to you? Oh, no, you can't ask that question. That's a question you can't ask, right? Yeah. So, so you want to create an environment where people are allowed to question things and people are allowed to find out, find out about things, right? He wants to know why, why, why you should be listened to, right? So, like, why, why can't he ask that question? Well, I, I, fair enough. I think that he should be able to ask that question, especially in, I, in you know, first of all, it's comedy. Secondly, people should be encouraged to ask questions. I personally do think that those people deserve a voice, like from my real perspective. I think that they were victims of a, of a you know a terrible terrible thing that happened. So I don't like I'm not putting them down when I laugh. I just thought it was funny because it, he described it in a funny way. He created a visual kind of when he talked about throwing like a fat kid in the way. Like it was just a funny visual. But like when you think about it seriously, like I'm like yeah. I mean I I'm gl- I'm glad that those kids stood up. 
yet I, I also think that Louis' thing is funny. So there's different ways of looking at it. Um, yeah, but but, but th- you, you don't have to. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive. Yes, so just because I agree. just because you believe this is funny doesn't mean you believe because that's not what Louis's saying. Louis's not saying exactly. oh you shouldn't listen to these kids. He's saying why mm-hmm. should I? He's asking a question. So if you think he's fucked up for asking the question, like it's, I mean, I don't think he's fucked up. If, if he if he honestly believes that, then why not? Why why should I listen to this? Okay, he's just asking a question. He's not saying you shouldn't listen to them. He's saying why should I? Yeah, and if that's how he feels, he has that right. Um, Which who, who knows what it's, if it's how yeah, he feels. It's, I, just, I, it's I, just a joke. Yeah, I'm saying I feel it's this, just a joke for sure. For sure, I feel the same way about stand up. Everybody should be allowed to say what they want the same way as. People in sports, not to change this up, they should be allowed to do steroids. I want the best of everything. <laughs> like, I want, I don't want comedians censored because then it's taken away from their talent. Like, yeah. like let the it's taken away well, from their point voice. of view. Yeah. yeah, your inner voice is the the power of what a comedian is, right? Yeah, like, you're you're not gonna. That's kind of what a comedian, or a partially what a comedian it makes them fantastic, is they're not afraid to truly say how they feel. They're or groundbreaking. To, you push, you yeah, push boundaries, like you, you right? Yeah, you push boundaries because it's like your inner voice. You're trusting that rather than letting society's like norms dictate how you speak and what you say. Like comedians are like, everyone's saying that I shouldn't do that, but like inside, I feel like I kind of want to do this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then it becomes like. Laughter relief. I'm, I'm I'm coming out on comedy in general, not Louis. What's Louis saying? But in comedy in general, that's that's, that's a big part. I, I like when people are like, oh, like, it's, oh, it's, it's it's hard to do comedy now. It's I'm like, good. It should. The more the more boundaries that are put in place, the easier it is to get laughs. Because all you have to do is like push a little bit, and people think it's funny. Yeah. You know. My yeah. favorite. That's why, that's why I don't think Lenny Bruce is funny at all. You ever listen to Lenny Bruce's shit that he was getting arrested for? Yeah, he was just. It's just fucking. Whatever, it's not even that hard. It's not even that hardcore. He had some real hardcore at the time. He's like but smoking. Now. He's like smoking grass. <laughs> <laughs> he had some. And everyone's like, oh, oh, "Oh shit, this guy!" Like he said, "Grass on stage." You know what I mean? So like, the more the more boundaries they put in place, the easier it is to push boundaries. The easier it is to get laughs. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, go ahead, lay it out. Like, tell us what we can't say. It'll make it easier. Like, you look at people like Andrew Schultz or like Akash Singh. Like those guys. Like what they're what they're doing in terms of like their ability to like like generate you know like views and like like they're pushing boundaries. Those are people that I really consider to be like more in the comedy world than like Judd Apatow or fucking. I kind of like the special. <laughs> I mean, okay, like whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's, but like in terms of pure comedy, I mean those those guys. I feel like comedians are doing fine. You know, yeah. I mean, like the pure comedians are doing fine. The guys that are trying to be like that are trying to be like network darlings or whatever. Like, I mean, I think. Um, they have more. They have more. When did when was this from an older set, the leak or was it something? Like a year ago I think it was recent, but it I could be the, mistaken. His last Netflix special. It's like a year, last some, year and a half ago. Okay, I just think that right now it's kind of popular to hate on him because yeah. of the, uh, you know, the yeah, masturbating and that's and the why door I was because I know he's been popping up around the city and people are leaving and walking out. Did they yeah, like interview someone him. that heckled him. Like what? They interviewed one they of the interviewed a heckler. Yeah, oh, wow. and that person said that they don't apologize. I saw a news headline. Yeah. Louis C.K. Uh, heckler uh, does not apologize. She's so brave. <laughs> yeah. What was the heckle? She's like, take your dick out. That's oh, what I she said. I saw a video of that. Yeah. That's what he'd be like. No, you know how much trouble I just got in for for that. <laughs> well, he was like, what? <laughs> like, I think he was unfazed, and then yeah. they came up and stopped her. So, 
it was one of those deals where it, wasn't it can't like get hard when you give me permission. They didn't have like a true back and forth comedy discussion. Yeah, because it's the seller. The seller shuts down pretty quick. Um, Can you imagine he was doing that set like the 11 p.m. Broadway show? He still has a fan base. I mean, he could still go out and do stand-up. There's enough people. Well, to I mean, oh, yeah, he's hilarious. There, there's no doubt about it, right? Not everyone's going to think every... Like, there's no one person everyone's going to think is funny, but, like, a huge, gigantic part of our population finds Louis C.K. hilarious, including myself. And but, I feel like him not... If he stopped doing comedy, I would be sad, disappointed. I feel like the world's missing out if he's not able to create more humor for us. Yeah, that's how I feel. I think what he did is wrong, but I also think that he does. You know, he's apologized. He does. He, I'm sure he's, you know, like never gonna do that crap again after everything he's gone through. I'm sure he's learned his lesson. <laughs> he's gonna make him want to do it even more. He's gonna have all guy <laughs> open, <laughs> right? He's like real. He's like real fucking. Probably what he thinks about. It, he's like, oh, like it'd be so bad. I'd be such a bad boy if I did it again. You know what I mean? Like real fucked up. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Like the reason he liked the reason he yeah. liked to jerk off in front of the girls because he felt like some sort of shame, fruit, right? some sort of shame from it. So now that it's like completely <laughs> forbidden, he's like itching to jerk off in front of some bitch. <laughs> it's probably killing him inside. If he did that shit again, that would be wild. But <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think I think also they kind of like they kind of like overplayed it and like tried to tie him to like Weinstein and Cosby. They kind of do the same well, thing yeah. with Aziz. Well, I think that's- and even even what's his name Al Franken to a certain extent like you can't like these you can't There's like certain levels like sure. Kevin Spacey's a rapist right Bill Cosby these are people that are rape and there's sexual misconduct and there's sexual harassment and there's like there's a difference between there's a difference between you can't just I don't know wasn't Az's correct me if I'm yeah. Az's was I just went mention. on a bad day yeah his was his was a girl changed her mind two weeks after well, that yeah. one, I read it what happened her her, confe- her confessional whatever you want to call in it. Babe magazine yeah. It just came down to miscommunication, and it wasn't even anything yeah. abnormal. Yeah. She met him at an event. Out. She met him at an event. They hooked yeah. up. Whatever. She gave him head. She didn't want to. She didn't want to fuck him. Something. 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 And then they did. Were they cancel Master of None or something? Well, what I, I think what happened is. Um, Who knows what happened? But those guys, those guys aren't the same as what Cosby or Weinstein yes, or what Spacey was doing. She's like systematic, you know, like. Systematic rape. Well, right? That's what Weinstein not, and Cosby did is absolutely, yeah, it's absolutely wrong. It's, it's abhorrent, it's like, right? It's abhorrent. And then what Louis did is not on the same level or, or close to it. It's bad. It's worse than what Aziz did. But he had Aziz asked for like consent, bottom. right? Louis had asked for consent. But yeah. what, what the women said is they felt that they couldn't say no because based on the, like the power structure of the situation, of yeah. him being the headliner or of him being the executive producer... Yeah. They felt like they couldn't say no. So even though he asked them and they said yes, they felt like they couldn't say no. That's yeah. messed up in itself, though. It's like, yo, but I've asked you. You said it's okay. But they said well, they felt like they couldn't say no because of the power structure, right? I, I, I used to feel that way, Dom. And that's one of the reasons that you don't want to like dip your pen in company ink. Like the fact that they were comedians yeah like makes it different like i agree i used to think that way too <laughs> you even ask that question what <laughs> you mind if i masturbate in front of you <laughs> yeah. it's i think it's the fact that they were comedians. and he did and he said yeah i mean he probably, they probably thought he was joking at first oh no he's for real <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah well i mean it, no, it's, i don't know whatever what are you doing it, it, it's like they're in the business it, 
that's a lesson for everybody now if they didn't know it. Not here, but everywhere, right? It's like, all right, don't, you know. That's why they have HR policies. Comedy is different, but HR in a normal company, you can't be like a boss and have like... Oh, yes, you can. Well, it, it happens. Less moon vase and all those motherfuckers, like... Well, they... they HR is there to, to make sure that those types of things don't happen, right? Yeah. Like, so it is, it is one of the things that is illegal. Um, comedy doesn't really have that type of structure in yeah. place, or, or entertainment business at all. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's one of the reasons that it's more prevalent in entertainment. You know. Yeah, but, yeah. but back to the whatever they whatever they leaked about him and him being on thin ice because of these because of the accusations or whatever. Like, I mean, they just gonna keep everything he says is gonna be wrong because of the narrative they're building about you know who he is as a person or how he is. Like, I feel sorry for the dude. It doesn't mean that I think that what he did to those chicks like that shouldn't have been done. It's a great lesson for everybody, but he's had to go through hell for this man. Like. I feel like and on the, the, on the reverse side of that, as soon as any any woman hears, just to be like, "What about the women?" That, like, what well, about I care about them too. I do, you know. And he my did girlfriend, lose all his stuff. My girlfriend, they he lost, lost like a shit ton of how money. Many million dollars they overnight. canceled. They canceled the release of his feature film. Like, yeah. I mean, there were the re- there were repercussions, but like, what do you want to do? You want to you want to fucking hang him? You want to hang him in in Times Square from the fucking from the gallows? Like, what are you gonna do? What I will say is, you know, every woman has a different opinion. Every guy has a different opinion. My girlfriend. <laughs> Agrees. If she was here right now, she'd be agreeing with all of us. She 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 thinks he's hilarious, and she thinks that he's suffered enough. You know what I mean? And that it's a lesson learned for people. Um, that's how I see it. it. Doesn't mean that she speaks for all women, but I think there are plenty of women out there that think it's that it's gone too far. What I don't like, especially about this leak, is this leaks from a year and a half ago, a set that was on Netflix a year and a half ago. Why do people get upset at stuff later? Like, it's like, I, I don't get this for the life of me. It's like people just try to dig up and, oh, now I'm mad at this. I'm furious about this because I just seen it. It's like, yo. Like Kevin yeah. Hart. Because it's reactionary. Yeah. Kevin Hart, even Cosby, too. Because Cosby was, everyone went on, when Hannibal did his set in Chicago, everyone went and Googled that shit. And, like, that's what generated it. Yeah. That, that was all shit from, but like, that, the 80s. But that's pretty wild well, what Cosby well, did. Think, yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about just... <laughs> comedy sets like we're just talking stand up jokes like and then did you see like I gotta bring this up like how Kevin Hart I know you already talked about it but how they took him away from doing the Oscars and they asked Eddie Murphy like yeah. who 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 had who I love his they, specials and they're not PC set, at all literally called faggot like, yeah. yeah he had an 8 minute setup using that word that's what he called it that's what his title of the well, set is if you want and to that's, I, that's hypocritical of the Oscars to fail to, to see that. I personally think that they shouldn't have, uh, you know, Kevin Hart shouldn't have stepped down. My brother's gay. I haven't even talked to him about this topic, but I'd love to, to chat with him about it. I don't find the thing that Kevin Hart said offensive. And you What, he said he didn't want his son to be gay or something? Or yeah, something? yeah. There's different ways that that can be taken. You know what the... Uh, Whatever, they did the same thing to Namesh Patel. When Namesh Patel did that joke at Columbia and they cut his mic. Like, I, I know I know being gay isn't a choice because there are black gay people. Yeah, and there's no, no black man on earth waking up in the morning thinking, "Hey, oh, I'm gonna be gay today." Yeah, this ain't hard enough being yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and cut his mic over that. 
I don't know. There's always going to be people. The people that complain are going to get their way, and that's just that's how it's going to work out. Do that joke to what it calls. But at least that's instant. That I'm saying at least that's instant. Don't wait till somebody gets something, then say, "Hey, um, 27 years ago, you said this, and yeah, we're taking your whole life away wow, from you." That's great. That's great. It's, well, it's, it's, it's crazy. It happens all the time. This social media stuff. Like, so somebody got fired from SNL for making a tweet about Donald Trump's son a few years ago. Do you guys remember that? No. Uh, it was just some Probably hilarious. Put yeah, put down Baron Trump. I think it was, and they fired this writer from SNL, and like it wasn't even that bad. It's like how how you can't have comedians living in fear of their career of like you know we've we've already said this, but it's you know people are very judgmental, man. People are very quick to to burn something down these days. Um, you know, they, they like, can't have Confederate statues anymore either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. It's the same concept, though. It's the same concept. Like people are out there tearing down these like hundred year old statues, like acting like it's like a progressive. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's that shit already happened. That shit's over. We already won. You know. Speaking of that, this is like Kevin Hart already won. Kevin Hart's already winning. Like yeah, you can try to tear him down as much as you want from two thousand eleven tweet or whatever, but like. I don't think he's gonna be hurting too bad without you can't doing change, the You can't change history. You can't change what Kevin Hart wrote on Twitter. You can't change the fact. I mean, like you can't. But change everyone, history. people are like analyzing history from this current perspective, which I think is is. I think we should always like take a look at things and have a lens on it. But you can't destroy somebody's career over. Like I think it's more of an analytical thing rather than like, you know, something where you should allow like. Times change, right? People say things that are in one context in one setting, and then five years later, people might be looking back and like, you know, five years from now, and people that think they're right today, everyone in five years is like, dude, I can't believe you said that your career's over. You know yeah, I, mean? I can't believe you said that about straight white males. <laughs> <laughs> your career is over. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it's going to be going, in five years. You're going straight to the camp. Yeah, yeah. Sansa tweeted, should straight white males have an opinion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is a real thing that you yeah, saw, right? Yeah. Now? That's crazy. That's that's mind-blowing. Yeah. That's the most racist. That's just as racist as anything else, so... Um, we were just saying earlier, you can't combat racism with more racism. That's not how you. That's not how you defeat it. And yeah. I, th- I believe that way about any form of prejudice. Um, but anyway, we we're need, getting pretty deep here. Are you getting uncomfortable, Ben? Having your name associated? I'm, with I'm it? fine. I'm just listening. Yeah. <laughs> any any insightful thoughts or things that you disagree with? Just I mean, I mean goes, any I big red these. buttons. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I think we're in this trend right now of looking back and everybody's old tweets, especially on Twitter. But just going back and everybody's old social media posts and bringing that up now, and that's bringing a lot of people down and getting rid of their careers and stuff, which I think is not. People do it for attention, you know. Yeah. To be the one to surface that. I haven't gone back and looked at any of my old tweets. Yeah, I'm too too lazy. I just deleted. I I got some bad. I got some bad face. Just straight up on the walls. I'm sure you do. Yo, if you get famous, man, when you get famous, you're gonna have to get a whole new identity. <laughs> Change your name. Who you're talking to? You're talking to Tim. <laughs> yeah, <man>. yeah. <laughs> 2008, man. I used to want to be in G Unit. I was in a lot of sketches that some people might get offended to. I don't know. I just did them. I was, you know. Good. I hope they feel some way about it. Huh. Feel some way about it, right? If they feel Let something, it go that means it's worth it, right? Speaking yeah. unlike Medusa. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all have the right to free speech, so people can people can say how they feel. It's just a matter of 
will it affect someone's career? That's the thing that I think is wrong. Like, I'd straight like tell it. people, listen, I'd be like, if when, when this does happen to me, I'm going to say, oh, those people are offended. Yeah, tell them toughen up because this is going to be a hard life if something that easy got you mad. <laughs> well, it's true. Sticks and stones. Yo, right? I've been fair, short, man. white, and dumb living in an urban neighborhood my whole life. It's like, you know, I, you don't, you got to get tougher in life. But yeah. I've been f- fucked with my whole entire life. Doc, you, didn't have, you didn't have a safe space? <laughs> I didn't. I did not have a safe space. You know what I think is interesting? And I mean, maybe we're, we're, we're touching on all the sensitive <laughs> buttons, which maybe isn't like the smartest idea. <laughs> but, you know, it's where the juice is, I guess. What I will say is I lived in California half my life. I lived in Missouri half my life. Two completely different mindsets, right? And when I was living in Missouri, I played sports, and there was a lot of black kids and a lot of white kids uh, on our sports teams. And we had such a close bond that we would like playfully make fun of each other for our addition, for our racial differences. Yeah. But it, it it was part of the brotherly bond that we had as teammates, and it wasn't personal. If anything, it brought us closer together because we could joke about it. Yeah, yeah, that does. And like, and I'll I'll like come out to the East Coast, and some random stranger will like judge me, and not for making a racial joke, but like for they'll like take something out of context. I'm not saying I'm not liberal. I'm not a hardcore conservative or hardcore liberal because I have elements of both. But people will jump at conclusions so quickly and label somebody as racist or something as racist. Like you have no fucking clue about me. You have no idea how not racist I am. And the fact that you're that quick to evaluate this just shows how ignorant you are. Yeah, That's true. how I feel. Anyway. I mean, I feel like we should all just embrace our racism. <laughs> right? I agree, man. If we can sit here and laugh about it. What she just said about being close to your football oh, your, brothers yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're embracing your race. Like, everyone yeah, has racist our racial, our racial. Yeah. Based on stereotypes. Yeah, There's yeah. always, oh, uh, Making whenever jokes I hang out about, like, if I'm talking some shit to my black friends, whatever, they'll be like, oh, that's some white people shit. Yeah. Or, like, therapy is some white it's people done, shit. It's done in a playful way. Like, it's not in a mean spirit. But they're not wrong. I mean, it's the stereotypes are based on truth. But when well, you, when you, when you're, pre- I feel like, the, I feel like, like, the stereotype, when you make a stereotypical joke with a person that's of another race, so they're joking towards you, Right back and forth. That's you're you're acknowledging that you hold stereotypes, right? Well, when you when you try to live in this world where it's like, oh, any any time you hold a stereotype, you're being racist. No, racism is when you're when you're prejudicial towards another another group of people. It's I, not it's not having a stereotype in your head. I think it's the prejudice wise. It's the I, action. It's putting action behind the stereotype. Well, I, I agree with a lot of that. I will say, from my perspective, I do think that. We have, to, well, we have to. We have to. No, no. We have to acknowledge that not all stereotypes are true. Yeah, there's enough, um, probably data out there to to say that oftentimes some stereotypes are true. But if we, I, I that's why they. That's what I mean. What, that's why they exist, though. Well, yeah. Well, they're not always true. Does, do you think that all stereotypes are true? I mean. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that. So to stay that one. Like, do you think no every Asian kid has a small penis and is good at math? I mean, no, but that's hilarious. Like, well, it's not true. I mean, I think that there are a lot of Asians that are good at math, and probably a lot with small penises. But, but not all of them. You know, I mean, all the like, penises I've seen, they've been pretty. No, um, I'm, an, I'm, I'm saying a, like, I'm part Asian, and I have a, I am very good at math. Almost but I also average penis. Have a pretty average <laughs> penis. It's almost average. It's at least three and a half inches. Hard. No, um, no, but st- the stereotypes aren't meant to be 
for everyone. It's like a generalized statement. It's not all, yeah. not everyone fits in this box, yeah. but there are things that certain groups of people do, and that's why, that's why it becomes a stereotype. I'm not saying that everyone does it, I'm saying that's where stereotypes come from. Yeah, enough people from a certain category do it to where it becomes uh, a stereotype, you know, and hopefully only done with humor. And when it becomes negative, where people actually like assume that those things are true, or they become I'm saying when you use those stereotypes to, pre yeah. to be prejudicial against people, yeah, that's when it becomes a that's problem. That's racism, that's wrong, absolutely. I, I hear when you that. use it to yeah. make a joke, it's hilarious. Yeah, it, 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 that's fun. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. That's what you're talking about with your football buddies. Like you felt comfortable with them, so awesome. you're making stereotypical jokes. They're saying, "Oh, you're doing some white people absolutely. shit." Oh, you're doing some black people. And like, now, like, it feels like we're in this like quicksand thing where like, it's like, what? I don't even know how to act. Like, yeah, don't let yourself feel that because that's not real. Yeah, it's there's no way that there's no way that today that America is less progressive than it was before uh, the civil rights movement. There's no way that today, like I was talking, my dad's on some crazy, my dad's on some crazy, like liberal, like I don't know where the fuck this shit came from, but he's like, he's like, oh, like today's like, as, he's like comparing today to like reconstruction era, like three years after the civil war, he's like, oh, like things are this and that. I'm like, there's no, there's no possible way that we're more racist now than we were prior to the civil rights movement that we were in like 1870. There's no fucking way. But for some reason, people are still, they're like, oh, Still, obviously there's still progress to be made but we are making progress it's not what the fuck are you talking about I'm just talking, I'm just talking, he's talking he was talking I wasn't even listening he was talking about because he, he was talking about, he was talking about he was talking about feeling like he's in quicksand about about talking about these issues white people biting their nails around the mic he was he was he was he was talking about how he feels like he's in quicksand, like talking no, about yeah, the issues. Yeah, no, I get it. I think so what I'm it saying is, like, it's, it's already been understood. Yeah. Oh, I was just like hitting that nail home. You know what I mean? Like, there is no quicksand. You know? Yeah. Talk about I it. I was like, yo, is he wants to pull a ribbon out. <laughs> so, here's your trophy, man. I was trying to, what do you mean? I was trying to make a point. Yeah. Dom, I was trying to help you out, bro. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's 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 definitely. I, I again I, or at I least one quarter I, I agree with Donald. a lot of that I, I will say that I didn't realize that racism was as prevalent as it still is until the last few years it's it's really f there's been a lot of exposure to, toward what exists and it's been very disappointing and sad to see how many racists there actually are cl either that have been closeted or or something but they're you know I, I don't think that we're I, I refuse to believe that we're further behind than we were before civil rights even equal um, what's before equal rights no i'm saying even even like on an equal it's not there's no way we're more racist than we were 50 years ago yeah i, I refuse to to think that that's possible i i mean that's heartbreaking i think that there's some people out there that fit the mold of still being extremely racist you know that, that somehow they've slipped through the cracks and they're still like of the mindset that that they are prejudiced. But like even the um, most racist person today doesn't hold a candle to how, how racist just a regular person was 30 years ago. You know what I mean? What do you mean? With their actions or with their beliefs? Because those are two different things. I think with their beliefs, there's no way to measure that. And I think there are some people that are maxed out with their racism. Um, I've met there. some fucked up people. In my life, I'm like, yo, how do you even exist? Like certain people. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know some kids are like Aryan Brotherhood type shit, but like... They still hang out with like Mexicans. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think it's always you know the way everyone I, talks about this shit, but they're not like about it, about it. They're not as they're not even as racist as they claim to be. 
Like, even if you watch I that, so. if you don't watch that, watch that Like dude's got like the lightning bolt tattoos on his eyebrow and fucking. Like dude. he probably still might like. I don't know. Yeah, man, I met some motherfuckers in my day, man. I don't get it, man. Yeah, we really Ohio, need to right? be All united. And shit? We need to really be united. No, not in Ohio, in New York. Oh, yeah. Racism isn't bad in Ohio, man. We're all mixed races. It's like, I didn't realize how racist like, people were until I moved to New York. I was like, oh, this is an issue. Where's Gary Owens from? Ohio. Yeah, he's from Ohio. You, you heard his story about the ice cream man? No. We saw the story about like like racism in the trailer park. No, wow, what do you say? Like he's talking about the ice cream it was black. Hey, he went black ice cream. cream. Was the first the first black person he counted the trailer park was a black ice cream man, and he was like ice cream man for like ten fifteen years. <laughs> Whatever he come around every summer, and then one summer he wasn't he wasn't working there anymore, and his neighbor came out to get the ice cream. He's like, oh, what happened to what happened to so like the ice cream man? He's like, oh, I got his job now, <laughs> and his neighbor's like, good, finally got rid of that black motherfucker. Oh, shit. Like he's like that's how racism was. Yeah, he'd be around for like fifteen years, but as soon as he's gone, you fucking talk shit about him. That is a smart joke. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's funny as hell. But yeah, I mean, if you listen to his set, you could tell he grew up with a lot of black people. That's my that's Ohio is a very mixed like, but together mixed. To where when I come to New York, it's like wow, man. Like there's black people openly will tell you to their face, yo, I don't fuck with white people. Like, fuck you, white yeah. motherfucker. You hear it. And the same thing with white people, you see it like that. As yeah, soon as there's yeah. no black people around, they'll be like, oh, this mother... I'll be like, yo, dude, yeah. like, chill the fuck out. Do you experience that in any part of New York or just certain areas? No, just all over New York, except for in... Um, except for in Brooklyn. Williamsburg. There's no black people there. Williamsburg, you don't. Like, I just did a show at Two Boots and it was all white people and I have jokes that go over great at like mochas and places like these, these more urban rooms. And I did it in front of all white people and they were like, yeah, um, you know, I don't feel like uh, African-Americans would appreciate that joke. And it's so like, the white people were more offended. <laughs> yeah. And I go do it at mochas or something. Ah, pause break. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I have a joke where I say uh, my mom's from the Philippines, so I'm, she's half Filipino and half white. My dad's full white, so I'm a quarter Filipino. I said, do you guys like me better knowing I'm not 100% white? And I'll sometimes get claps from white people. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, how can you be clapping at that, dude? You're, you're so, like, I appreciate your, your like, your willingness to help the, the cause, but it's, it's funny, bro. you know? It's Brooklyn's, like, Brooklyn's washed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like the most Boston thing I've ever Dude, I'll be honest, man. Some of that people Tim's are delusional Boston. over there. It's getting Dude, crazy. Everyone there is white. They moved in and gentrified the whole place, and now they're now they they're kicked getting, everybody out. Then they're, they're telling them how yeah, to be. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Just cause like we made your rent two thousand dollars a month. Dude, and I, you had to move. Dude, I I I did some like man on the street interviews in Union Square, like yeah. talk, talking about like the difference between diversity versus gentrification, and literally be like every group every group of people would be like a group. It'd be a group of everyone would be like similar race. Like similar, similar like uh, like income level, and yeah. like live in the same area, and it was like all groups of like white girls from like Williamsburg being like, well, you know, when like certain people move to a neighborhood, I was like, can you define like diversification to me? They're like, oh, it's like a mix of people, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, so why does why does being diverse have a different connotation than like gentrifying, right? Because it it would be an all minority neighborhood with like white people moving in to make it more diverse, and they're like, no, like gentrification is when. 
So when like a group of people move somewhere and like get rid of the culture and like raise the rent, and I'm like, oh, where do you live? They're like, oh, Williamsburg, like uh-huh, yeah. North Street and Barry or some shit like that. I'm like, you don't even see like. I pay twenty eight hundred a month. I told them I'll give them an extra thousand a yeah, month. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't even like they don't even see that. That's what pissed me off about Brooklyn, bro. Yeah, so people. Then when you go to Brooklyn, yeah, when you go to then when you go to Brooklyn, it's mad funny. When you're in Brooklyn, if you're talking to people that only do comedy in Brooklyn, they'll be like, oh, yo, Brooklyn's got a good scene, like. You know, we got we got some great comics out here, like all, like basically as good as Manhattan. Right? I've heard people say that before. Have you ever been in any room in Manhattan where there's people that mostly do sets in Manhattan where they're like, oh, you know, Manhattan's got a real good scene. Like we've got almost as many as good comics as like in Brooklyn, you know? <laughs> right? Dude, no, I'll no, tell you what, you I, just, say that? I just did this show. Shout out to Brooklyn, yo, BK all day. <laughs> out there. I just did a show there, and the comics, all the comics on the set were like working comics, and they were even calling out on it. They're like, yo, you guys like are crazy how PC you are. The comic said that. He's like, you know, I play the New York comic, all over the, the world. Manhattan yeah, comics. yeah. He's like, I don't think you guys realize people would appreciate these jokes. Like, I think it's because of it. society in New York City, dude. I think society in New York City specifically has dictated a lot. I feel like they're, they're so much more PC than, like, when I go back home in Missouri, you know? Oh, yeah, they love like, the filthy shit. But even, but they're not, you know, some people are racist there, just, just like here in New York, but, but it's not, it's not, it's not because they're racist, and it's, they're not racist, you know, some people are, some people aren't there, um, but it's just more lax, like, people are able to laugh at it easier. You know how I look at it? This is my real perspective on it. I used to have a friend, I'm still friends with him, but, um... He was extremely homophobic, and at like 33, he came out of the closet and said he was gay, but dude, he was so homophobic, I remember seeing him push gay kids in the hallway and like, really pick on him, man. I'm like, yo, bro, leave that dude alone. Like, straight up, man, was ignorant. And then he came out to be gay. So he was hating on them because he actually was like that. I wonder if these people that hate on all of us that are real PC are actually secretly the most racist people. We've it's, ever not, had. It's, not, it's not even a secret. It's not, it can't even be a secret. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a secret. Hey, all these people in Williamsburg or fucking East Williamsburg or, or Remsen Triangle, wherever the fuck they want to live at, like... Like you're gonna set you're gonna set forth all these guidelines. Like, dude, I don't even think I don't even think of those terms. I don't need guidelines to keep me from being a piece of shit to other people based <laughs> yeah. on my skin color. But you need to like you need to you need that in your Let life. Let me get my checklist out. Make yeah, sure I'm not being racist. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> I don't even I don't That's even look. Feels. Yeah, like, I can't just people, be myself because then I might. Some people are more afraid of not looking like a racist than just not being a racist. And yeah. then that makes you look like a racist. Well, yeah, it makes you look stupid. You know, it's like, just don't be a racist. I went I to Brooklyn, even... I heard some white girls going, what's up, my color? I was like, yo, <laughs> I can't believe I'm hearing this. <laughs> like, straight up. <laughs> what's up, my color? That's what she said. Okay, sense. sister. And yeah. I'm like, yo, do you realize how fucking racist that is, bitch? <laughs> it was your PC ass? Yeah, bro. They be caught, like, <sighs> crazy, bro. We should white go to Williamsburg and throw some eggs. White girls. Are <laughs> oh, we'll get arrested, bro. Somebody will chase us. With but that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to do... So I did the Man on the Street interviews in uh, Union Square, but I want to go to, like, the hood in, like, South Bronx and, like, talk to them what they think diversity is, gentrification. Well, you talking about all these cultures. <laughs> now I live in the South Bronx. Like, they live on, like, Willis Avenue or something. Yeah. Willis on 138th. That's crazy. Well, uh... 
Uh, it sounds like we're ready for a, a well, new topic. I, the, the one other thing that I had written down aside from New Year's resolutions were, you know, we talked about that, you know, Pete Davidson, Dom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every 15 minutes we break that in. I mean, I, I met him a few times. I, I hung out with him a few times even before he got SNL, and he's always been just a mad cool person. Funny comic. Shouts out to Pete. Man, I think he's hilarious on SNL. He made a movie, I heard. I can't wait to see that. He's always treated me like an equal even after he's been passed. I got, he'll be like, dude, come, come downstairs and watch me at the cellar and shit like that. Dude's mad cool, man. That's pretty cool, man. I talk about him on this podcast here, so um, it's cool to be able to bring that back for my listeners, you know, having a direct kind of like line of contact like that, so appreciate you sharing. Um, anybody have any New Year's resolutions or anything? Um, yeah, I do. I want to be more PC. No. <laughs> I want to make... Get, um, I want to get booked more at pizza shops. <laughs> now, my New Year's resolution is to make more of these stories that I've been doing on my Instagram if you guys are listening, add me, check them out. Because really, let me know what you think about the stories. Cause I've been getting some pretty cool feedback, and I, I truly enjoy doing them. That's what I like about the most. So I got all these stories about my life, and they're all on my Instagram. They're a minute long, and it's a it's a Dom D O M of N Y C. So that's my I want to make as many as those as I could this year. Like my goal, ideally, is to make like fifty. You know. Try to shoot high. Yeah, check out the at Dom of NYC, guys. Uh, we also have, he posts some of our sketches that we've been, we've made one so far and we're going to yeah. make more. So you'll see uh, our sketches on there as well. Anybody else have any resolutions? Uh, I'm just reading this book called, uh, like, Grow Rich. So just, like, visualizing, visualizing what I got to do. And basically, like, what we were saying before, what you were saying when you thought I wasn't paying attention in terms of uh, in terms of people just doing what they say they're gonna do, yeah, like that's that's really the simplest way to put it is just to do what I say I'm gonna do. Yeah, and uh, follow through, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna try and make uh, seventy five thousand dollars this year in the entertainment industry. Awesome, man. We'll see if I can do it. It's I made cool. I made half of that last year. Let's see if I can double it this year. Is that um all from PA? Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome production. Napoleon Hill is that Grow Rich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that book. Yeah. How's it working out for you? <laughs> uh, it works. Three dollar right? chips, man. <laughs> Fuck this place. <laughs> uh, that's like about the secret. <laughs> yeah, it's not working out that good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple things have worked for yeah. me. He really put a thought into the universe. Like I wanted to be in a cartoon, and I'm in it. Yeah. Like somebody else came to me for that. Yeah, but so, keep your, keep the scope keep the scope like reasonable and also keep, keep it within. reasonable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I find out truthfully, man, is if you you gotta actually trick yourself into believing you already have it. Yeah. Like I'm doing that now with a late night set, and I actually just had somebody reach out to me that's a booker of a late night. So that's pretty ironic and that's pretty cool. I just been pretending I already got the date for late night. So listeners, what's the date right now? Yeah, when one, we put two, this out, let's one, see when two, I get it. One two nineteen. But I've been pretending. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get ready. I got this late night set coming up. And then just recently, a few days ago, late night Booker just reached out to me. So that's that was pretty awesome. cool. Yeah, I can't wait to be talking about you on this podcast next year. <laughs> yeah. Like y'all used to know Dom. <laughs> and then he killed himself. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get that late night set. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what are you doing on the balcony? No. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is there is there any uh, places that people can check you out or any shows you got coming up? Uh, so Tim? I'm doing. I, Tim, I do a weekly. This is Tim Sarah. I do a weekly uh, podcast called For the Board. Uh, it's at For the Board. My buddy Luke Tuma, Sean Davis. Uh, I put it on Instagram. We put it on YouTube uh, on our our channel, Real Chop Extra. Um, I got a couple bar shows coming up. Nothing that I'm going to talk about. And uh, you can catch me crying any given night at the <laughs> the Creek in the Cave. Awesome, awesome. Ben, last but not least, my friend, anything that you're working on this year, or anything that you, and also anything that you want to plug, bro. Um, I mean, I haven't really made any resolutions, but I'll probably just work harder on doing my own personal projects or something that I am more passionate about rather than just grabbing, you know, gigs that pay. Um, but yeah, it's all about like follow through, like you were saying, Mike, just following through on stuff rather than just talking about doing stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can check out my stuff on my Instagram at hey, I'm underscore Ben Meath, all lowercase. That's H-E-Y-I-M underscore B-E-N-M-E-A-D. Correct. Awesome. <laughs> Just so that people, you know. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, be mad. <laughs> that's cool. Guys, my, uh, my goal for 2019 is to get a major TV credit uh, and then to keep on moving, you know, Droid Entertainment forward with, you know, all these sketches, continuing to get better at stand-up comedy, uh, keep refining for that, keep building material, and... Uh, be able to do more and more time in some of these bigger type things so that I can do colleges, corporate shows, uh, cruise ships, whatever it is. You know what I mean? No limit. Uh, and uh, make, you got, make you motherfuckers laugh. So that's, uh, that's the goal. And uh, I appreciate everybody joining. It's been a lot of fun doing this. Uh, Happy New Year. And uh, go, grab, go grab the bull by the horns, man. Make it happen, all right? Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs> <laughs>